right center. That ball is gone. Into Monument Park. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the 15th episode of the Monument Park Podcast. I'm Cole Weintraub. That's Luke Pravacci. And a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. The New York Yankees are a completely different team. We're here to talk about it. My playoff hopes, still pretty damn low, but, you know, it is what it is. Luke, how are you feeling about it? It wasn't what I expected the deadline to be. I mean, some things were pretty – we knew it was going to happen as it was happening with the Gallo trade. But the Rizzo, I mean, we'll get into that, but it came out of nowhere. And it's good to see some lefty presences in the lineup, and hopefully it's the spark we need to turn it around. I mean, hey, I might not be in love with the moves, but me and the Yankees have something in common. We both want to win. And that's all that matters. At least we have a franchise. We like the franchise that goes out and is committed to winning because there are teams out there that don't do anything about winning. They'll, they won't make moves. They, they won't do anything. Everyone's unhappy. The players are unhappy. The fans are unhappy. And I mean, that's the worst combination. So at least, at least Brian Cashman stuck to his word was buyers at the deadline, whether or not we gave up too much, we'll talk about it. But I think he did a pretty good job at bringing in what we needed in a sense, but maybe not what I thought we needed. But, hey, I'm not playing GM. He's the GM, and, you know, he's got 20-plus years under his belt, so I'm not going to question him. Yeah. So. For sure. It was a lot of – the Rizzo one confused me a little bit more than the Gallo one. The Gallo one, you can kind of see where they're coming from with the extra year of control and the lefty bat and the great defense. But Rizzo being just a total rental in the position that we're in right now kind of threw me off guard. I wasn't expecting him to go that route, especially with Luke Boyd on the roster, who we did. I'm surprised he didn't get traded. I think I tweeted him a farewell for my personal account that I have to go back and delete now. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it it was a surprising turn of events, and it seemed like kind of an impulsive move. But, I mean, we saw him yesterday wearing a Yankee uniform, and I enjoyed it. So that's pretty much all there is to say about that. Yep, very good point. I mean, I don't I don't know his future on the team. I, I really have zero idea what they're going to do, how they're going to roll it out. I have a good idea, but I don't know if it's really going to stick. We'll also mention talk about that later uh, as the episode goes on. We'll go with the first trade. Uh, I don't believe we talked about this in the last episode. It may have happened the next day. I believe it happened the next mm. day. Yeah. Uh, we acquired Clay Holmes, right-handed pitcher from the Pittsburgh Pirates, for Diego Castillo, middle infielder, and also Hoy Park, who spent time in the middle infield, excuse me, um, and played played a little in the outfield. He was called up, actually. I think he had one at bat and he grounded out and that was his, his Yankee on the first career. pitch yep. on the first pitch. So, you know, this was a deal that, you know, you and I were reading it initially and we weren't feeling very good about it. Uh, Clay Holmes, just from the naked eye, you know, does not look very good at all, but let's be real. I, I think you told me that you read something that n- neither like neither players were going to be on the 40 man. We were going to lose them mm-hmm. um, next season. So, I mean, we're just yeah. trying to get value where, where value's at. Um, but like I said, from the naked eye, 45 strikeouts and 43 innings is what it is. But I mean, the walks are terrible. 
25 walks and 42 <laughs> innings. I mean, that's that's yeah. brutal. That's a whip of one four or he's got a whip of one four three, 35 hits and 42 innings, 23 earned runs. Um, I I like I like what they're doing from a pitch standpoint. He's a righty sinker baller. Um, we haven't seen him yet. He's been on the active roster. Throws you know three pitches, sinker slider, curveball. Is throwing a sinker this year over fifty percent of the time, and you know it, it, he's got he's got you know a couple interesting advanced statistics. I know Luke likes to laugh at him, but I mean ninety one percentile in the barrel percentage is really good. I mean he's in the top ten in the league, um, percent in the league. Yeah. He's within the top ten percent. His fastball velocity is eighty fourth. Uh, his chase rate's super low. But that's understandable. A sinker baller, you don't really throw a lot of close strikes. You're really in the zone, or I mean, they're you know, you know what I mean. They're they're not you know peppering the strike zone all the time. You see that with Zach Britton, you know, you know how that goes. Ten percent in the walks. We talked about that. I mean, there's expected batting average that he's high in. There's expected slugging that he's high in. I'm not too knowledgeable on it, but I mean, it looks good. Six five, two hundred and forty five pound righty. It is what it is, right? I mean. We didn't really give up all that much. I know you're a big Hoy Park fan. I know a lot of people are big Hoy Park fans, but he he had no spot on the team. I don't know when Hoy Park was going to see some time. So better get some value while we're here. And I think we did. Yeah, no, for sure. It was two guys that weren't going to have a future with the team. And it, it just kind of was one of those things where we wanted to get some while we could, like you said earlier. But, I mean, the second trade with Gallo and Jolie Rodriguez, we gave up a couple guys that we definitely we definitely have a major league future. But, obviously, the return is way different. We got Joey Gallo, who's having a career year, like your dad has to say, likes to say, even though he's only hitting, like, 210. But we gave up pitcher Glenn Otto and then infielders Ezekiel Duran, infielder Josh Smith, and infielder Trevor Oliver. Yeah, And in the midseason, top 30, Duran would have been our number six prospect and Smith would have been our number eight prospect, which is a lot of upside. But at the same time, we have Glaber under control for a long time. We have Volpe coming up. We have DJ under contract. We have a lot of infielders. We don't have a lot of spots for more infielders. So it was smart to go get some needs like we did in an outfielder and a left-handed relief pitcher. Yeah, about Gallo, I mean – it was kind of the chalk uh, trade acquisition. We've been hearing about it for a while. Big lefty can seemingly play all three outfield positions, has really good defensive stats, just an all-around great defender, which isn't something we're used to. But I mean, other than that, I don't know. I feel like we talked about this a lot before. It's just another lefty bat in the middle of the lineup to divide up all our big righties. But the problems still stay the same with the strikeouts and low average and everything. But his on-base percentage is high. It's hovering around 380, I believe. And then he leads the league in walks. So that's another thing that I noticed. That yeah. I uh, Bring us I mean, bring something new to the table. Yeah. I mean, is it really new to the table? Or do we already have two other Joey Gallows on the team? It is what it is. Um, I like to bring in I, – I, my philosophy is completely different. I'm all about small ball – Put, getting guys that put the ball in play. I mean, I've, I've preached it on like three different episodes. I've talked about ch- potential trades that we can make that hint at my philosophy. 
maybe five or six different episodes. So, I mean, it's kind of obvious here. And Joey Gallo's got a 377 on base percentage this, this year, 336 career. So, really, is it that sustainable or is he just at the peak right now? Um, he's got 25 homers. I mean, that's we haven't had a you know big left-handed hitter in a while. So that is that's all right. But I guess what the Yankees think is that Joey Gallo has 50 homer power at Yankee Stadium when they started playing at Globe Life. Um, I believe that's the name of their new ballpark. The right field wall was not hitter friendly whatsoever. Um, there's a cutout out there. Joey Gallo's flown out in that cutout at least three or four times a season. Yeah. So he's obviously in a much better environment when it, when you're talking about a stadium, I'm not sure how he's going to, you know, play in New York, but I mean, you, you figure that some of his pop-ups are just going to go out and hopefully there are runners on base. And that's, that's another thing we needed guys that need that, that, that get on base because you're supposed to, in my eyes, get guys that get on base and then you fill the middle of the order with power hitters so that those guys come up with runners on Joey Gallo on the other hand does not really hit well with runners on he's hitting 200 this season with runners in scoring position it may have gone lower um excuse me after yesterday's game not sure if he came up in that situation but uh, who knows Here, here's how I see it Joey Gallo if you if you think about World Series teams through the years um World Series teams don't have these kind of 200 strikeout all or nothing kind of guys. I'll, I'll use the 2015 um, Royals as an example. 2014-2015 Royals. You had guys like Moustakis, Hosmer, Perez, Infante, Ben Zobrist. I mean, all these guys are scrappy players. Some of them have power. Some don't. Some get on base the Yankees have rolled out the same roster for the last almost three years and they finally made a change, but did they really make a change? Did they really make a change to the all or nothing power to the lack of runners on with the power hitters at the plate? No, they really didn't. They, they didn't. They added Anthony Rizzo who we'll get to next, but besides that they haven't. And they have DJ LeMahieu who's not playing very good this year. He's, He's playing all right, and I'm not concerned with him. But they don't have they don't have too many guys that get on base. You look at on their you look at their on base percentages; they're not all pretty. So, sure, I want this Joey Gallo move to work more than anyone. Um, I really do, but I don't know if it fits us. Maybe it fits the San Diego Padres who have a bunch of guys that get on base. I thought they were going to get him. I really did, and I mean. It was kind of a – you saw where Cashman is coming from, targeting Gallo because he's lefty and gets on base a lot. But the process of either walking, striking out, or hitting a home run, that's plagued our lineup for years now. Just adding another one of those, even though he is lefty and it's a different look and he works counts and all that. Same with Rizzo. They both work counts really well. Rizzo's a very good two-strike hitter. Gallo's more of a all-or-nothing, but – with both of them, it it didn't fix things. It just made them more diverse in looks. It wasn't really result 
diversifying mm-hmm. as much as just the. I looks. mean, they put a dress on a pig. Yeah, like it's still exactly that's where it's I was just, getting out. Yeah, it it's it's like it's a good different feel, but it, at the end, it's probably going to be similar results. Hey, I mean, we we get him for another year. It is what it is. We'll have Joey Gallo. I hope the best for him. He plays a good defense. He's versatile in the outfield. Uh, he does. He has been getting on base a lot, but this isn't little league. Walks aren't as good as hits. So not at all. Um, that that's kind of where I was hitting. If I said that Joey Gallo didn't get on base, he's been getting on base this year, but he doesn't hit his way on base all the time. He he's not he's not hitting his way on base. He so, leads the league in walks. What do you mean? lead the league in walks, and I'm not going to fault him for that because you know if he leads the league in walks, the league is, leads the league in walks. He's good at it. Uh, Julie Rodriguez, uh, another sink, another sinker baller lefty. Um, I guess that was a trend here. Yeah. He's controllable till 2027, which is, Oh, wow. You, I think very late, maybe 2026. One of those, it's a long time. So. He's 29. I saw that he played, he played out of the States, I believe um, okay. for a little bit. Like I, I'm talking, I think he played in Japan. Okay. Um, so maybe that's where he, cause he started with the Phil. Yeah. He, he played for the, uh, Chunichi dragons, uh, in the Nippon okay. professional baseball league, the NPB. Um, yeah. so he started with the Phillies and I, I believe, you know, took a break, came back and career five Oh five ERA. He was pretty good last season in 12 and two thirds. I mean, saw a small sample. Two one three ERA, seventeen Ks, you know, pretty pretty good. Low whip, but I in six in twenty six games in twenty seventeen, which was the year that he pitched before twenty twenty, he had a six three three ERA in twenty six innings. So yeah. also not very appealing this mm, year. Five nine three ERA in thirty one games. I mean, mm. I guess the Rangers really had nobody else because they're running them out there. 30 strikeouts, 27 and a third, um, has a solid, you know, stands among the league with a solid barrel percentage, I believe. So, uh, that that's what it is. So, hey, why not? We were supposed to get the, uh, a left-handed reliever named John King, but that fell through because of his medicals. I believe he had left shoulder inflammation. So, mm. I, we saw his numbers and we saw what he – looked like but and we liked it a lot more than Jolie but that's just how the ball rolls we, we need arms at the end of the day yeah especially after giving up Sessa and Wilson even though Wilson wasn't much but we had some innings that we needed to replace and we did that with Holmes and then now Rodriguez. yeah we we've we've filled in the holes I don't know if they're going to perform well we have no idea we haven't seen any of them but uh, a lot of people, oh, we didn't, we didn't touch on the Justin Wilson, Luis Sessa trade. So yeah, we traded yeah. Luis Sessa and Justin Wilson for a player to be named later. Absolute contract dump. The Yanks were, yeah. were locked into a 2.2 player op, 2.2 million dollar player option at the end of the season. And he's definitely oh, going to exercise way. that contract with how bad he's been. I mean, that's just 2.2 million dollars just sitting there. I mean, un- it's unlikely that he would go a different route. So that that that's that's a good thing that we yeah. we moved the money. I think it was more for the future. People were saying that like maybe it was this year, but 
we're still under the luxury tax. That was another thing about these these deals. Yeah, I don't believe we're pl- we're paying any of these players. They absorbed Rizzo's whole contract, and I think Gallo's the majority and the whole of Gallo's. Yeah. Oh really? Oh well, okay, well, sure. well, this year's yeah. Okay. Okay. That's Next year, I, I believe yeah. it starts at a six million dollar arbitration, and he can increase or decrease. It'll probably, okay. it'll probably no, but yeah, for this year for the luxury tax, I mean, we're not paying a dime. We got a couple impact players and then some depth pieces too. So, yep. with that, in terms of that, staying under the tax, we did a really good job. Just got to see if they perform the way we expect them to. Yep. Glenn Otto went back in the deal. He has been pretty good. Um, down in, I believe, double A Somerset. And I, I think he, I, excuse me, I believe he got the call to Scranton at some point. We saw him pitch in person. Yeah. Um, like I said, he, he was, he was doing well. He got called up. He, I want to say he was in the twenties, um, of our prospects. Let me just, he was rising quick though. He was having kind of a breakout year. Two, so he was we, number we capitalized. Yeah, but I think if, is that midseason? I think uh, if we looked at it, no, that wasn't midseason. I think midseason okay, yeah. no, hasn't I, come out yet. But I think we're capitalizing a uh, on a breakout year from him. Yeah, 115 strikeouts and 75 and two thirds innings from him this year. 102 WHIP, 3.33 ERA in his 12 starts, 13 games. I mean, once again, we we capitalized on a on a breakout season from it and not so appealing prospect. And mm-hmm. we did the same thing later on. Uh, Ezekiel Duran, he's been pretty good this year. Um, second baseman, we we can move him. Not the biggest loss. Like, this this was the deal. Like, we didn't lose all that much. We really didn't. Yeah, exactly. And it was and, in positions where we're kind of locked up, too. So, it doesn't – what were we going to do? You know? And I was upset. I was upset at the deal initially. And we saw that maybe Clark Schmidt was in the deal. I know Mark wow. Federico had stuck with the Clark Schmidt was in the deal the whole time, and that didn't happen. So, that was a, you know, a few kind of moment. Like, good thing we didn't give up Clark Schmidt because that's our number two prospect. Um. Josh Smith is playing shortstop at Hudson Valley. Uh, and he had moved Anthony Volpe over to second base. And the other night, Volpe ended the game with an absolute absurd diving play. Crazy. So I'm glad I don't I don't quote me on this. I'm not sure if Smith had been playing shortstop and moving Volpe over to second base the entire season. I'm just glad that Volpe has a shot or has the, you know, the floor as one may say, at shortstop there. So he can just develop as a shortstop because that's what we want him to be. Um, good defensively from what I've seen. Uh, we gave up Trevor Hover. I believe he went to uh, Arizona State. Um, drafted him in 2019. You know, another guy that's been having a good season. Super young. I mean, we drafted him in 2019, so he's, he's, he's in the lower part of our farm system. Huh. Um, but yeah, another middle infielder. So it's not too big of a deal. So uh, if I had to rate the trade, I'll probably give it a, a B minus B minus. I don't know. I, it's, it's just because it's the fit it's, knocks, yeah. down, knocks down the grade. Hey, okay. if I loved it and this was the return, if Joey Gallo was a low strikeout guy, you could bet on it that I was saying, a, but B minus, yeah. I mean, B minus exactly. better than a C, but B minus. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with the route on that. And I, I'm a little less sure how to grade the Rizzo one because we gave up our uh, two top 10 prospects, Kevin Alcantara and Alexander Viciano, who were both top 10. And it's, I know we're getting his whole salary picked up, but he's a rental in a year that normal teams wouldn't necessarily bet on a rental. Like earlier, we were talking about Lance Berkman in 2010. That was a little different because we were in a pennant race and we knew we were going to be back in the playoffs and we had another shot. And this is worth three and a half games out of a second wild card where we would have to play in to even get in. So it didn't really make a lot of sense to me, if I'm being honest. They have to see him. I just it makes me wonder what they're gonna do with the future landscape of the infield because Glaber's at short. That's been a discussion all year, all last year. And it was the talks of moving Voigt and then sliding everyone over and signing a shortstop. And then now you add Rizzo for two top ten prospects. And it's it makes you wonder if they see Glaber as a shortstop or if they see him as a second baseman and something else is happening that we don't know about. It just it confused me. It didn't really clear anything up, especially with Voigt staying. We have so many bodies now. It's good. It's good for depth, but we always have injuries. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't really see where this is heading. Yeah. So here's how I look at it: the Yankees don't want to miss the playoffs, and they don't want to be embarrassed. So they're going to do what they can, and they're going to bring in what they think is necessary to do that. That's the commitment that I was talking about earlier. Anthony Rizzo is a guy that's going to step into a clubhouse. And he's going to have a similar effect as like a Todd Frazier may have, but he's a much more impactful player. He's a platinum gold glove winner uh, or platinum glove winner. He's a multiple time all-star. He's seen the postseason like more than anyone has played in through seven world series games and hit over 300. I believe he's just a seasoned veteran that still has, you know, some talent, a lot, a lot of talent. Um, maybe not as much, but he's a good hitter and he's lefty and the Yankees don't really make a lot of moves that have no effect on their future. Maybe I put that the wrong way. The Yankees, I think the Yankees have a plan for Anthony Rizzo. Um, I know, I believe the Cubs offered him five for 70 and he laughed in their face at the beginning of the year. Like really? So, I mean, I was, you know, thinking of a maybe a five-year, $80 million deal. And Rizzo's on the older side. I think he's played 11 or 12 years. So, he'll be a 17-year-old playing. And I don't really like that. Rizzo's not going to be – Rizzo's not going to be Rizzo in five years or three years. So, there's definitely a window with him. But like I said, I think they have a plan. But if they don't – the prospects that they gave up saying like if he just goes at the end of the year like what was it is that what for? it is kevin alcantara all right he's the one that i'm kind of like uh-oh about 19 years old six foot six 185 pounds he's a string bean um yeah. so i'm not too he's 19 years old and he's in rookie ball so i don't really know how to project him but if he does fill out his six foot six build, uh oh, 
I don't know about his power. (laughs) I know he's pretty fast. I think he was in the fifties and contact and power. So that's not great, but it's not bad. Um, His, his speed was up there as well. So, you know, it's kind of a thing where it's like, all right, we don't, we don't really know, but we're going to put him in the deal. And the fact that they're eating his contract that adds to it, that adds to the, you know, the hall going in, in the other direction. Alexander Vizcaino, 24 years old in high A. I don't really care what his numbers are because, well, if his numbers were good, he'd be pitching at a higher level. 24 years old in high A? I mean, sure, maybe he can jump from high A to, you know, well, obviously to double A and have a short stint there and have a short stint in triple A and be in the majors. But this guy's in high A and he's 24 years old. That just proves to me that the Yankees aren't projecting this kid out to be, you know, a top pitcher and we moved him and he was our number 12 prospect. And it is what it is, as I say a lot. So Alexander Vizcaino, okay. Out the door. So we're bringing in Anthony Rizzo to try to give us a spark. Like Luke said, good two strike hitter lefty. He's got pop. He's got even more pop at Yankee stadium. You saw the home run last night, 449. Crazy. No, seeing a home run like that, you know what he has in the tank. Uh, You can, you can hit him wherever you want in the lineup. He could split up Gallo and and Giancarlo. So you don't have too much swing and miss. There is a lot of in this lineup. There's going to be a ton. So then there's the other side of it. We already had Luke Voigt. And I mean, Luke Voigt came back and he was doing, he started off slow, but he was doing much better. He got his average up to 241. And yeah, when this trade happened, I thought Voigt was out the door. I was thinking maybe Voigt was going to be in the trade and we were, it was going to come out that we were getting Kyle Hendricks, that that was going to happen. But think about the Cubs and where they are. And I've said this to Luke about uh, another team, the Twins. After all those trades, the Cubs having Luke Voigt makes no impact because you're not going to make the playoffs anyway. In my opinion, Luke Voigt needed to go to a team that was in position to win like the Milwaukee Brewers first place in the NL central that needs a first baseman. Vogel box hurt. Tellez is not anything special. And they go trade some prospects for Luke Voigt controllable. I think till 2025 was in the top five of the MVP voting last year, 22 home runs. So he's got a lot of value. He's a top first baseman in, in the league. So I, I, I didn't think Voight may have gone to the Cubs in retrospect, but from what I heard that he didn't have a lot of value and which is surprising, but maybe it's based on the physical condition that he's in. You saw that he may have put a couple on since having his child and getting injured. He was, his physique last year was insane. Um, So He's definitely not in the same shape, but there's nothing stopping him from, you know, getting back there. So, Luke, what do you think? What do you think the Yankees are going to do with Voight? Are they going to play Stanton in left field every day? Are they going to shuffle it around so that Luke Voigt's playing 70% of the time? Because he hasn't played most of the season. Uh, I think they have visions of a death lineup with Stanton in left, Rizzo at first, Voigt at DH, and we're – eight, nine deep. Yep. But I'm more, 
don't know what they're going to do after this season is what I'm saying because Rizzo's contract's expiring. If they keep him, then that means Void has to go. And if they don't, then Void's just still here and we have the same problem we did before where we need to add a shortstop. And if Rizzo stays, that means we're probably not going to add a shortstop and it's just a big cluster. And I don't know. I don't know what – it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Obviously, I've heard – we've heard like Corey Seager or whatever. That's out the window if we – retain Rizzo pass this year and then even then our hands are kind of tied with Voight in the sense that if we have Rizzo they know that we're trying we have to get rid of him Mm -hmm. so that brings his value down it's just a lot of moving pieces that we're gonna have to figure out and it seems like not an unnecessary complication because like you said we are trying to make the playoffs but it felt more like a make the playoffs this year move then that set us up to potentially win a world series next year the year after type of move and that's how i viewed it yeah and i like i like that i i think that they think that anthony like i said with the plan like they they might think that anthony rizzo is a kind of player that gets you over the hump because man we haven't been i mean we got close to the hump but we haven't been jolted over the hump in since first grade so It's, it's, it's about time that they're going to, they're trying to think about trying to get a kind of guy that's going to put you over the hump. Sure. They got Giancarlo Stanton 2017 uh, (laughs) after we had just gone to the seventh game of the American league championship series, but look at us now we're in, we're not even in that good of a spot anymore. I mean, that team looking at that team compared to this one, is laughable. You think this team is just far and away better, but that team got hot. That team was pitching in the playoffs and they won and they got to the seventh game. Say what you want. We should have been in the world series easily. And because, you know, we were, we were getting cheated, but this is not, this is not where I'm going. We just got a player like Anthony Rizzo who's performed at a high level for the last 10 years. And he's, going to do a lot for this team and if we actually get there he could he could you know put us over the hump i'm not saying we're getting to the world series this year it's not gonna happen but if it does happen we have anthony rizzo and he's gonna do the job for us so yeah another thing i saw on mlb network i'm not gonna get up and do my you know little stupid thing and i don't really like watching mlb network all that often but Harold Reynolds was talking about Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo. I think Anthony Rizzo in 2012 had his career high in strikeouts. I believe it was 126. Anthony Rizzo was far back from the plate. Let me let me confirm. I'm sorry. He crowds it now. No, that's where you're going. He's so, all over that plate. A hundred and 27 strikeouts in 2013 excuse me so after that anthony rizzo was getting so anthony rizzo was far away from the plate and anthony rizzo was getting peppered on the outside corner and guys were fooling him just with that pitch anthony rizzo gets closer to the plate and becomes one of the best hitters he makes them come inside he makes them throw him inside fastballs and he's got lightning fast hands not Clint Frazier hands because he's got the, the fastest hands I've ever seen. But Anthony Rizzo 
on inside pitches is a beast because all he's got to do is just react. Anthony Rizzo on pitches outside, Anthony Rizzo can pull a pitch up and away on the corner, maybe not the corner, but close to the corner, and hit it 449 feet. Saw it last night. He's so far up against the plate, there's not really – you can't really pitch to him. And I know he's hitting 250 this year and you can clearly pitch to him and he's getting a hit one out of four times, but he's hard to pitch to because he's so close. So then they looked at Joey Gallo, Joey Gallo. He's, he's far away from the plate. He's got a op- big open stance. So does Rizzo, but Joey Gallo gets peppered on the outside corner. And what's Joey Gallo's biggest issue. That's the swing and miss. So, Joey Gallo, I don't know if Rizzo can teach him a little something. Maybe Rizzo's going to stay on this hot streak that he had in Chicago and Gallo's going to continue this brutal stretch since the home run derby that I hope ends very soon. Uh, And he's going to look to Rizzo as a veteran, one of the reasons why we got Anthony Rizzo. And Rizzo's going to teach him a little little something-something about what he did to cut down on his strikeouts. Because Joey Gallo strikes out way too much. If Joey Gallo can shorten up his swing, and I know it's hard when you're six foot five, but if he can shorten up his swing and cover all of the strike zone, he's going to be insane because he's so strong and he's lefty and he plays in Yankee Stadium. He could hit 30 home runs next year and hit 260 and strike out 150 times, and I would be dancing because he didn't strike out 200 times. So, you know, that, that excites me. I, I don't know. I, I, I want to see Joey Gallo change as a hitter. I want to see him cut down on the strikeouts because he didn't have the right approach originally in Texas. So maybe this Anthony Rizzo deal, I don't want to keep going on it, but this Anthony Rizzo deal, I'll give it a grade. I'll go B plus to A plus. This, 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 this grade can fluctuate. Uh, it's a B plus floor but an a plus because anthony rizzo could like i said get us get us to the promised land if everyone wants to go there what do, what about you what do you think uh overall grade it's just hard to it is. i would say right now like a b <laughs> yeah. but i mean if they re-sign him to maybe a shorter higher aav deal because now we're under the luxury tax, so the penalty resets. So maybe they go out and spend a little yearly, and we keep him for the run in the next two or three years, and he makes a big difference on our team and clubhouse. I would say that would push us up to an A-plus like you're talking about. But, I mean, if he just does what he does and then leaves after the year, even though he was a really good clubhouse presence, and even if we do make the wild card or maybe even the ALDS at the end of the day, that's not – it just doesn't feel like we're enough to add a piece like that and win a championship. So if he leaves, then it seems kind of pointless to me, but I, everything you said about him is right. It's not like it's wrong. I just don't know how we needed, we might need more than this year with him for him to exercise the full potential of the deal. Right. If we had expectations like we did going into the 2018 season, and we added an Anthony Rizzo at the deadline, mm-hmm. you know, pre-Luke Voigt, then yeah. maybe it's just an A from the beginning because the jump. exactly because Anthony yeah. Rizzo is going to get you there, you would think. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, and, you know, Aaron, Anthony Rizzo, I believe, is like a low 200 hitter in the playoffs. But when it really came down to it, when yeah. it really came down to the biggest games, I mean, the guy in 31 at-bats or 31 plate appearances in the 2016 World Series hit 360, mm. a home run, and five RBIs, 1084 OPS. Nine hits, seven runs scored. We always talk. We always talk about Judge and Stan not being clutch, even though Stan did have that crazy run last year. So I think that's a little unfair. But generally, we don't have a lot of clutch hitting, two outs, runs on base, stuff like that. That's as clutch as you can get. World Series just going off. That's something we need. We need someone who, when runners are on base, two outs, he comes up and we're confident he's going to get a hit. And I definitely think he brings that to the table. And he's a vacuum cleaner at first base. Oh, he's, my God. He's, he's a magnet. And he's pitched an inning in his career, a third of an inning, and then two-thirds, and he has a zero ERA. So, God forbid we ever need it. So, he's going to pitch. Best I mean, we're going to need innings. We're going to need inning eaters, and we added one on deadline day, and Andrew Heaney gave up a couple minor leaguers. Jansen Junk, really cool name, and Elvis Paguero, the pitchers. I know Junk had a really good year in Somerset but I didn't really know too much about the other one, and I didn't really see. Okay, yeah, yeah, so. much about it. Junk, 1-7, I have a memory for numbers, I guess. One seven eight ERA, .96 whip in double A. Uh, has been an absolute beast, and Stop. there's no other way. Another guy, like, having a great year, and we capitalized on it. And maybe we didn't capitalize on it with anything special. Yeah, like, like did we capitalize <laughs> on it? I mean, we got value. And maybe not. Maybe maybe not. Maybe this was an absolute swing and a miss. And you're gonna think like, why did we even bother? Um, My point. Yeah. No. Like you were leading it up to like we capitalize on his value, like another one, another really good year. But that's like kind of the exact opposite way I thought about it. So it was like, well, yeah, we traded him at his peak, but we got Andrew Heaney, so it's not really. Oh, I don't even, I don't yeah. like, what is that? You know, <laughs> like, what? yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. another guy that I think the Yankees probably just didn't project well, if they're going to go trade him for Andrew Heaney, yeah, but then again, Andrew lost. Heaney, the Yankees since 2018, the Yankees were rumored for Andrew Heaney and Tyler Skaggs got rest his soul. But, and then it was like 2019. I heard Skaggs name 20 or sorry, Heaney's name. I heard I heard Skag's name in 2019 enough. Uh, we heard he whoa. Can I just get back on track? He we heard Heaney's name in 2019. I heard Heaney's name last year. So the Yankees finally got Andrew Heaney. Congrats. Way yeah, to go, Brian Cashman. You finally brought in a guy that's got a four six career ERA. And hey, that's all that he has to be as long as he eats up innings. But it's like you're sitting here. The Yankees are not in a position to innings eat. When you're yeah. in a position to innings eat, you're on a 100-win track. The Yankees in 2019, they could add an innings eater. The Yankees in 2018, they added, I don't know, maybe the guy, the best pitcher in baseball this year, Lance Lynn at the deadline, to innings eat. Uh, uh... In 2017, we brought in Jaime Garcia to innings eat. Nothing and ever happens. Nothing ever happens. You know, it's so a yearly move. It's, it's a yearly move. I, but but that's the thing. It, it's it's a yearly new move, but it shouldn't have been made this season. 
Andrew Heaney is we don't need your your five runs across five innings because that that's what he's been this year. He's got a mid five ERA. I read I know you're probably like, why do you want to even know this? I just ignored his, it completely. The like, horizontal the horizontal movement on his fastball is eighth in the big league. So it's more of a sinker. <laughs> but Andrew Heaney, I read that Andrew Heaney is exactly like Jamison Tyon was at the beginning of the season. And I'm like, why did we trade for him then? Andrew Heaney peppers the middle of the strike zone. And that is the opposite of where you want to pepper. <laughs> That's just not what you want to do. So oh if he can, God. I don't know, use that horizontal movement elsewhere in the strike zone, not aim inside and finish middle, uh, he might be effective. But like I said, innings eat like are we gonna do we really want his mediocrity when we're gonna try to make a you know a run for the playoffs when we need we need i'm not saying we need perfection but we need a good brand of baseball we don't need mediocrity at the most because that's all he is if he takes any innings away from nestor cortez jr i'm gonna riot that's an i'm going to riot that and and then that that's the other side of it the yankees and we know, knock on wood, like they're a very injury-prone team. The Yankees are going to get Luis Severino sometime in August. Um, and we're going to get Corey Kluber sometime in September. Do we know if those guys are going to be up to Andrew Heaney speed? Probably not. Because or, we don't know. We don't know if Luis Severino is going to come back and throw batting practice. We don't know if Corey Kluber is going to come back and walk the ballpark. Because he can't locate his sinker, it, there's there's a lot there's a lot to go wrong here, um, with our two deadline except they're already on our team injury guys that are going to come back. And who says that one of the guys in the rotation can't get hurt? So we brought in Andrew Heaney. It's a depth move. That's all it is. He's not going to be our fourth or fifth starter. That's not what he's coming in to be. So I'm just going to leave it there. Andrew Heaney is Andrew Heaney, and hopefully he can return to his four two four three ERA like Herman starts or Montgomery. St- Montgomery starts have been beautiful, beautiful. I might say. Gorgeous. But he needs to just be good enough whenever he gets the opportunity, and that's it. Just just be a Yankee and be happy that you're a Yankee and pitch like it. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, a little yeah. Speaking of Montgomery, let's get into. The games we'll cover, since we'll we last talked. We'll, while yeah. we're at it, we we'll, might as well cover the games. Um, God, too. We after the Sox series from last episode, we went into a three-game set in the drop. What were your feelings going into this series? I was so. I have a lineup to what announce. To All right, let's do it. You looked so scared when I said that. Uh, Glaber Torres is leading off and playing shortstop. I mean, it's on. I, I understand what they're doing here. Why Where's DJ second playing right field? Judges in center, uh, batting third. Anthony Rizzo's at first, batting fourth. John Carlos Stanton's in left, batting fifth. Odor's at second, batting sixth. Sanchez is batting seventh, catching. Wade's at third, and Herman is hitting ninth, pitching. So, I mean, I, I'll just D- I'll just say it right now. DJ and Urshela are back out of the lineup after be- coming back after coming hitting. into yesterday's games, but. Then again, 
we kind of had to play DJ yesterday. There was no other choice because we got ejected, oh, yeah. and then we had to bring Nestor Cortez into pinch run. <laughs> so we were clearly shorthanded there. Um, so I understand. I mean, giving Gio another day, giving DJ another day, we're playing the Marlins. We should be able to beat the Marlins with, ever, with whoever we put out there. Chris Gittins could be playing first base. We should still beat no, the Marlins. No, could not be playing first base. So I don't want to see that man this again. is a must sweep. But take game one of the Rays series away. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Like we were talking about Monty earlier, gutsy five innings, five hits, no runs, five Ks, three walks. I mean, perfect. Take that. I mean, perfect. his ERA – Jordan Montgomery's got to be one of the more underrated. And, and Ty Young, <laughs> check his ERA. Yeah. What's, what's his ERA right now? Four one one. That's what I'm saying. He's about to be a sub four. He was the worst pitcher on the planet through like April and May. He's about to be a sub four. It's crazy. It's insane. I don't even know. But yeah, McClanahan had a pretty good day against us. He ran into a little bit of trouble. In the fifth, DJ knocked in Greg Allen to make it 1-0. And then in the sixth, uh, Gio had a big double. Rube Nettodor and Gleyber Torres score. And Rube, just ran right through Phil Nevin's stop sign, which I absolutely because love. who wants to listen to Phil idiot. Nevin? He's the worst he's third base coach ever. Never, ever. I'll never forgive him for that uh, when he sent. Andy Hoare on Renfro? Yeah, Andy Hoare on Renfro. Exactly. That's what I was thinking about. And I think he, he sent – Oh, in the in the home Boston series, he sent Odor first to third on Renfro, on a hose. He has a hose. I don't know what he's to, got the best arm in baseball. Hose. I don't know what to say about it, but yeah, we we're up three zero because of Rubinet Odor not listening to his coach, which is nice. And then Chad comes in in the sixth, and he doesn't really look right. Still, let up a two run homer to Brandon Lau. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you gonna do? Three two. We still had the lead. It just could have been a lot better. He's he just can be a lot better. But after that, we had Luizaga come in, throw a scoreless seventh, and then Britton came in and had a heart attack of an inning. We got out of it with a huge double play to keep it. Oh wait, yeah, keep it four three. But before that, uh, Lamar DFA'd. Rest in peace. Marvelous. Had a huge solo shot. I love, I love how he like hits a home run. He's like running around the bases with his like hand up like this. Like you remember when Luke Voigt would like do the hammer where he would run yeah. around the bases. Ryan Lamar acts. I mean, Ryan Lamar loves being a Yankee. He's going to run around the bases like he's just a postseason homer. Yeah. Sucks, but it was a big, big insurance run because Britton kind of fell apart in the bottom of the inning. Oh, but got out of it with a Mike Zanino double play, which was absolutely I I, I know a couple people that called for the double play and for the first time this year they got the double play exactly it's just sometimes things just happen the way they need to happen sometimes. and then Chapman comes in throwing gas first two at bats or a breeze loses the third one Nelson Cruz comes up gets into two strikes a little 85 mile an hour slider game over huge I was very excited. It was, it was just a sigh of relief more than anything because we had to win that game. I was – so I didn't – I'm just going to break <laughs> it here. I didn't watch <laughs> – I didn't watch the first or second game, but I watched the ninth innings of both games, which counts. Um, yeah. Watch the ninth inning counts. 
and Nelson Cruz came to the plate. And it was one of those moments where it's like, you know what's about to happen. And when it happens, you're not that upset because you knew it was going to happen. You know, you, you kind of had a, a moment to settle in and be like, okay, this is about to happen. I thought Nelson Cruz was hitting one through the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was putting it was a so obvious right through the so catwalk, right through the back of the wall, and the game was going to be over. But it didn't happen, and that made the win just better, even though it, it, it didn't. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree with that for sure. But for sure. we won again. Game two, three to one. Another game. That I didn't really watch. Um, all I know is I spazzed out at the end because it was, you know, crazy. Um, Pop up. Insane. This was like during the Joey Gallo rumor, the same game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> start out Cortez with a first scoreless three innings. Gives up a, uh, a Brandon Loud double. Guy slides in right, right in front of the tag. I mean, are we going to get – are we going to throw out anybody? It's fine. Like, now we are. Now we are. Now we are. I saw the no, graphic. No, we're of, not. Listen, I saw the <laughs> no, graphic. I saw the graphic, Stanton, Judge, and Gallo, where it's like red light, green light, yellow light, and they're just straight red. That was very nice to see. I mean, I'm running on nice Stanton, in my opinion. I'm well, yeah, because he can't move. It's different. Well, but, it's not that he yeah. can't move. It's just that he hasn't moved since game one of the American League yeah, Championship so he, Series he two can. years ago. And he fell apart. <laughs> um. Yeah, don't get me started with uh, Mike playing in that series. It makes me bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I saw Judge was like 49th out of 253 qualifiers. And I was like, why is he so low? But then I realized that nobody runs on him anymore. And he At just kind of just lobs it back in. You know, he yeah. just does this like lollygag, like hose from like the warning yeah. track. So that's what it is. DJ had a sack fly. Didn't we have second and third? Nobody out. Didn't Greg Allen hit a, a double that set up mm-hmm. second and third? We had – Scored one run. We scored one, yeah, off a DJ sack fly. Yep. So that, that tied it up at one. I mean, it's like going in. Yeah, because Judge had pinch hit and struck out. Right. Yeah, Judge Judge was scratched. And I thought, we were, dude, that was I so that weird. Joey Gallo was coming. And I said, Mid- I, <laughs> I swear, if, Joe, if Aaron Judge is going to Texas for Joey Gallo – I <laughs> it was just such a weird day with all the rumors and then judge just gets taken out. Did we ever find out what that was? It, they they literally just said medical reasons. Oh, I wasn't mean, it like, like a test? I think he took a test and it was like net negative or something. I, I think, think he had to take was, a test, but like I was what reading on before? well, he just came back from COVID and I was reading something that it was like that related. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What yeah. do you do? But um, yeah, he pinched it in the bottom of the fifth and or top of the fifth. And, and he's the greatest pinch hitter of all time. He's like Kirk Gibson every time he comes up there. Um, so yeah, we score one run, second and third is what it is. But yeah, like I was saying, Michael Waka coming in, I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna whack Waka, no pun intended today. Waka Waka. We were gonna kill him, but we didn't. And it was just like, yep, back to he's pitched well against us, I think two or three times this year. And I knew when the Rays signed him that he was going to pitch well against us every single time he pitched against us. Of course. It's just how it goes. Um, Fast forward to, I mean, the 10th inning. Uh, Aaron Judge comes up, 
and, and hits a little hits a hard ball past Fairbanks. Did a double play like, ball. That yes. Got oh, when he hit it, it I said I I was like, oh my, and I like kind of looked away <laughs> and I looked up. I'm like, what just happened? Got through. If it was on grass, that's a double play. No, oh, it's a it's an easy double play. But no thank, question. Thank maybe. God the trough has turf because Wander Franco it gets by him, just whizzes right by him. I'm not going to talk. Uh, Pete Fairbanks leaves the game with an injury. I mean, he got injured. Sorry to hear it, but I don't like that guy. That guy's got eyes like this, and he's always like talking smack. No, he's a psycho. No. You're a psychopath. No. So, you know, we take the lead, and then I, I, and then we get a we get a wild pitch because we have like the most we we've got to have the most wild pitch runs this year ever. It's ever. just it's just always. So. I believe we score that we make it three to one and you're like, you're like happy. You're like, all right, let's just keep tacking on more runs. We're just going to keep scoring runs here. Right. Uh, um, no DJ grounds out and Torres. hits an unassisted. Oh, oh it there was, was a double play in the ninth inning. There was a double play. Tyler Wade uh, got caught leaning off second base and they hit a oh, line yeah. drive back to the second base. And he was on second base. And he gets doubled off. Another two out on the base. Two assisted double plays. Two, two unassisted innings. double. It's just only the Yankees. Only the Yankees. We also have like four triple plays this year, so you can't turn four triple plays. Two immaculate <laughs> innings. Three, but that's what I'm saying. Everyone's like, healthy. Every, <laughs> and we suck. Like we everything's suck. just weird. Like, everything's weird. The that's whole year. baseball season. That is a very long. That's baseball season. Say so, yeah, we double play. Chapman strikes out loud. I'm like, okay, he gets. The Rosarena in a two-strike count and walks him. Um, then the ball gets by, the, gets just bounces off Higgy's glove. He runs over. It didn't even go that far. Picks it up, throws it to third. Um, calls him out. Of course, he wasn't out. He was safe. So no, the runners go from second and third. And who comes to the plate? Nelson Cruz. I'm like this guy, bro. This guy is coming up in every wrong situation he's just always up it's like when big poppy and manny were coming up in every big spot and they would always hit feels like now with devers but chapman thing. struck he him out didn't... i i don't know what got into him but he struck out nelson cruz in back-to-back games i mean i'm i'm surprised uh Dude. and then mejia comes up next who i knew i think from mlb the show that mejia hits lefties better and he comes up, first pitch pops it up, and boy, do I hate the trop. And this happened in the next game as well. The ball's just, just, uh, well, it was gone, and then it was just, oh, S blank, blank, blank. And DJ, you know, spazzes out and makes this like football, like he hit possession catch on Madden, like he hit X. Oh my God. And he just goes to the ground and is like, fell wrist- to the ground. His wrist, like, full – is that why he's, like, hurt? Maybe? Maybe because it looked – I don't know. It, it was, was, like, so triceps. Awkward. His, like, triceps were sore. But, yeah, very awkward. He made the catch. But if he doesn't make the catch, it's a tie game, and it just would have been another dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Just, just clown us this year. Just clown it's, us this year. It's – yeah. But he made the catch, and we won. And we, won point, we won. It's two out of three. And you have Garrett we, Cole pitching against a We rookie. saved, I was going to say, we saved all the clowning for the next day. Yeah, like, of course. Of what course. the heck? Like, what was going on? Of course, when you have your ace going in the third game 
after two games that you win against the team that's in front of you, you just just punt. Give up seven. He punted. Four runs before I blinked. It was crazy. Yeah, I I, had. I woke up from a nap. I look at my phone. He's like pitching to Brandon Lau. It's like the first pitch. I look literally like three minutes later, four nothing. I'm like, whoa, I'm not watching it today. I'm not watching it again. I was, I did the same thing because I was at work and I was like, I was all hyped. Got the MLB at bat set up. Finally, that thing was being weird. I finally figured it out. I was going to walk or listen while I was working, listen to John and Susan. It was 4-0 before the lunch break was even over. I'm like, I actually have I'm another way doing. you can do that. The Odyssey app. It, the there, you go. there you go. Good to know. Good to Plug know. It. But anyway, regardless, I was like, well, all right. So my whole afternoon is just out the window. I have nothing to listen to now. The game was – you knew it was toast. And, and it was like – and it was four – and Garrett Cole was pitching. He gave up those four runs, and then he went like, what, three more innings of just like – he struck out like perfect. everybody. Yeah, and then he gave up another set of and runs. And then he gave up he gave up a couple runs, and then the bases were loaded with one out. Guardy, Giermeier Guardy comes up dropped and Guardy, the ball. Guardy West Welkered it in left field. Just, just I, I don't even I couldn't even see what happened. I was looking out on my phone. No, it just hit him in the glove. I don't know what else to tell. And it hit him with the glove. I thought it like hit him in the chest because the ball kind of like you came in. Yeah, that happened. It was seven zero. Abreu came in, gave up six runs without recording an out. And it was and it was only because in the last episode we said that Albert Abreu was going to be a part. Of I think I called him Johnny Lasagna last episode. Like he looked so good yeah. his last outing. He comes out, does awful. There's nothing even that when he's flat. To... I mean, maybe he kind of is like Johnny Lasagna because when Johnny Loizaga is flat, oh I mean, my god, he's like... the most hittable guy ever. And it doesn't happen all that often. No, let's hope the same when it for does. Because you would think, disaster. you would think a guy like Loisaga. You know, I'm not even going to speak anything to existence, but I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm not speaking into existence. Not going to win. You would think that a guy like Loisaga would just walk the ballpark because he's throwing 100 miles an hour and it's two seam and it's dancing, moving, he just dances everywhere. But he's either like money, or he goes in and he's just he rolls out the L screen slowly. And he's like, here you go. Brutal. And it just goes, fume. When Boston Brutal. had like eight straight hits. Um, that's Brutal. enough with yeah. that game. They won. Nothing they won. left to say. Nothing. Yeah. Just here we go. Whatever. Game one, here comes Ty Young. Five and two thirds. Five hits, five Ks, two walks, no earned runs. Sub My guy, J-Mo. My Your guy, j player on the team, Jamison Tyone. Love him. I mean, you were defending him for so long, and it used to – Bugged me, but I mean, I I defended him for more than just baseball. To be fair, I didn't really see this. And then and then you tried stopping me when I was praising him, and I praised him anyway. No, no, we got to stop. No, we do have to stop because we keep praising. It worked twice actually. He's had two straight starts. One more good start, and we're we're in a land that I never thought would see the sun with Jamison Tyon. So we're just gonna leave it alone. But yeah, uh, Rizzo and Gallo's debut. No DJ, no Geo. Kind of annoying, but you know, it was. You were not happy. It, you wanted uh, to see all of them in the same lineup. And so I want to see the death lineup because I was like, the first, the first time that team, full team, plays at Yankee Stadium, where it's DJ Gallo, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, 
Gary Glaber, Geo, something, and then Voight, those four in some order. That's going to be the most insane one through nine just on paper you've ever seen. We'll hopefully see it on August 17th. Two times. Hopefully. Hopefully back to back. Is it the 17th or the 14th? I don't know. One of them. Doubleheader Red Sox. But, I mean, that's anyway. what I'm saying. No, but the thing is, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though, is Bucky Dent. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like the first game that that team plays all together, we're going to win like 13-1. And then the next, like someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to suck. Rizzo's going to stop hitting with two strikes. He's going to back up off the plate because okay, Joey Gallo I kind of like zoned out for a minute. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm just saying it's going to happen once and never again. So I want to appreciate it while we still Well, can. yeah, we're playing the Orioles in our first game back at home. So it's going to be, of course, we're going to, you know, no, uh, we're, we're probably going to have the best series of the year. That's or what I'm saying. Probably. And then, I don't know. No, but that's what I'm saying. That lineup, crazy good things are going to happen for like a week. And then everything is going to fall apart. Okay. And I right. want to so see. You're great. the one telling me that I can't praise Jameson Tyon yet. You're trying to say to me that we're going to have like a great week and then we're just going to fall apart. All right. Yeah. Enough is enough. That's foreshadowing. That's foreshadowing. I'm giving you a little no. sight into the future. It sounds, like you, it sounds like you want this to happen. Oh, yeah. I want this to happen. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Game one. Tyon. Okay. <laughs> No, but the bats were dead in this game, too, to be honest. Oh, my God. We had, like, three hits until, like, the sixth <laughs> thing. Like, oh, we got Joey Gallo. We got Anthony. <laughs> we got three Rizzo. hits until the seventh inning. Like, nothing. Nothing's hey, Rizzo did have a multi-hit game. Only one on the team. With a dress. And a walk. He had a great game. He had a bomb. Great game. It that was 1-0. Was absolutely crushed. It was 1-0. Tyone and Velazica were disgusting. And then Rugi tacks it on in the top of the eight. What about the Glaber play to save a run? Oh. With the he's like sliding across the ground and he somehow pushes enough it. on the ball to get it to that, uh to that moment. One of these. That moment was shocked. when it, and then he got shocked. Yeah, well, that was a terrible call. Whatever. I'm glad he got tossed. I'm glad he showed some anger. But that was the play when I saw that. I was like, oh my god, they might actually keep him at shortstop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. We have two first basemen now. Nowhere to put them. Oh, my God. And oh, my goodness. But I just don't – I mean, we have three if we got DJ because he can play first, too. But it like, we, I just don't know what we're going to do, but, I mean, it's good to see. Love to see Glaber playing good. Yep. Yeah, this game was boring, though. A lot of good pitching. A lot of good pitching. Britton came in, let up a run, but – got out like it was like an rbi double play so it was low i'm just trying to like imagine he made a pitch i don't know i'm just trying to imagine britain out of our bullpen next year at this point <laughs> like oh I'm just, yeah that money makes so, so much nice. money but then you gotta think who's taking that money like you gotta bank on some on him just pitching really well but then if he pitches really well the end of the till the end of the year you're not gonna want to get rid of him same thing with chapman it's a recent surprise. Do they both have like player options or is uh, it like know. they're locked in? But it's like <sighs> you want nice one of them off the money. books. You you're gonna get Kluber off the books. Um I'm sure you're gonna get a couple other others off the books. So no. maybe not. 
Maybe. But I don't know. I can't we think need, of it. Um, we need that. We need uh, we need to clear some money off because we're gonna we're gonna need pitching next, next year. Year's insane. Like no, this, next year we need let's call pitching. This, let's call this the last oh. segment. I want to talk about our rotation next year because we got. Let's just talk about next year in general because I have a lot to say too. Actually, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's our one, obviously. This is without Kluber. Garrett Cole, Severino, Montgomery, Herman, Tyone. With all threes or fours, all threes or fours. Exactly. All with them. the likes of behind them, Garcia, Schmidt, King, Cortez, Cortez. The thing is, we missed out on Jose Barrios. His price was outrageous. Oh, insane. That price trade was outrageous. insane. Oh, um, my goodness. So, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. Um, I'd I, love it if we were like a two away, a two starter away from having a. We are two starter away from getting there, but then you think you want, you don't want. See, I was I was throwing around names that we could possibly trade for, like a Tristan McKenzie or a Zach Plesac, but those guys aren't established. Like Max Scherzer's established, Clayton Kershaw's established. But I don't think any of those guys want to come to the Bronx. Like, I really, I really don't. Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw. Those guys maybe, are both free agents. Maybe Kershaw. I, I, maybe Kershaw, but you got it. Not Scherzer. Scherzer not said Scherzer. no to both Scherzer, the Yankees. Scherzer made it clear he didn't want to be a Yankee. He did not. Headline. Better yet, come here in free agency. He wants his family to hang out out west, and I don't blame him. But I don't know. They're – you want an established number two, but those don't really exist. I mean, maybe if you do some hard thinking, you could maybe Kevin Gosman resign Kluber. No, Kevin Gosman might be fleecing off. everybody, he's and he's falling gonna off next year. So blew uh, up yesterday. I think I don't think he pitched that good. They're gonna rough first inning. I think he's I probably gonna finish out the year pretty good, but I I, I think he's gonna get no, a bag and a half. Oh, and you imagine? Yeah. Give like forty mil to Kevin Gosman. <laughs> oh uh, no! I don't know. I I mean I am. I'm telling you. We'll come back to this. No, but we have that to worry about, and then next year we have to worry about Judge Sanchez Gallo. All pending for you. I see. That's the thing. I don't know. It's like, can you really go bring in a Corey Seager? That's what I'm saying. I don't know can what we're going to really do. Even the number two. Anthony Rizzo? Not in the – if can we do that. Go out and get a number two pitcher? No. You can't do any of these things. It, it's it's just it's – it, we don't – it's a wait and see kind of thing. It's like Anthony Rizzo. It's a wait and see kind of thing. It's, it's all just wait and see. We can – out of those who I said, Judge, Sanchez, Gallo, we could pick two. And then have to build everything else different. Yep. Is what I'm thinking about that. So when you already have, you can't handcuff yourself any further by overspending on a Kevin Gosman or whatever, like another pitcher when you have that to worry about. But we also need a pitcher to round out the rotation. So I don't know. It's very, yep. like you said, it's a wait and see. Wait and see. All right. Well, um, Yanks play at seven tonight. Herman on six, the ball. Oh, six. Whoa. Okay. That's not, that's not good. I don't like that. 
Um, <laughs> oh no, Herman versus Trevor Rogers tonight. Two three seven ERA on Rogers this year. We didn't even yeah, hit Zach Thompson a... well. I knew we weren't hitting him well last night. Nah, he was gross. Um, was that changeup nasty? No, I I have Rogers on fantasy. He's been going a little downhill recently. I'm not. I'm a little. I wouldn't yeah, say so confident. Herman's going up. On a downward trend a little bit, in my opinion. I don't know. All right. Well, Herman Rogers tonight. Montgomery to be determined tomorrow, one o'clock. Let's just keep it going. We got Baltimore. We got we added some reinforcements like we were promised. So let's go in tomorrow. And let's go in tonight. Let's just sweep the Miami series and let's go take three out of four from from the Orioles and get back home. I, I yeah, Love to hear that. You've been Love on the that. road gotta, forever. Just gotta win. Just keep winning. Just, just win, 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 win. to do. We're all we got at this point. And this We're is why I'm, I'm not. I don't even want to look at the A's. We just have to win, win, win. Look after we win, win, win. Don't look after we win. Might lose. Like, let's get this going. Let's get, let's get some wins together, and then worry about who we're up against. Love that. It. Yep, that's all we got. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, Follow all the uh, social media at Monument Bark Pod. Doing a lot on the Instagram. Um, follow Twitter our Instagrams yeah. at Weintraub Cole at Luke Perfacci. Yeah, and same for same for Twitter. We've honestly been doing a lot more tweeting off our personal accounts too. So make sure you guys follow those for like follow day to those. day. No, yeah. We're not forgetting about the. We're not forgetting about Never, our Twitter account. But just more day to day. It's been on the especially nowadays. We both have stuff to say. Yep. So. So, yep, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Yeah, peace.